My name is Wazir. And my name is John Muhammad. And this is the Business Building Blocks Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing very good. I believe that's an understatement because what our guest today has done for not just Houston, Texas, not just for the host on this show, not just for, for the U.S., but globally even. That's right. It's priceless. Right. So saying adding value is not enough. No. His brother is priceless. The work he has done is, has been abundant. Uh, and our guest today is the Southwest Regional Student Minister, Dr. Abdul Halim Muhammad. Give a quick, some, some, some facts on him real quick. Right. He has been the student minister of Muhammad Mosque number 45, which I was born in, okay. in Houston, Texas since 1987. Wow. Appointed the Southwest Regional Representative in 1994. He earned a Bachelor's of Arts in Political Science in 1978 from the real HU, Hampton University. Brother Halim has received a Master of Science in Urban Planning and Environmental Policy in 2005 and recently earned his PhD in Urban Planning and Envir Environmental P Policy in 2016. I want y'all to give it up, Business Building Blocks, for our guest, Student Regent Minister. Dr. Abdul Halim Muhammad. All right, dear. <laughs> As-salamu brother. As-salamu alaykum. salam. Thank you so much for that generous introduction. I'm honored to be here and Brother John to be with you and to be with the fruit of you and your blessed wife's womb. This is a rather amazing <laughs> setup that we have here. To be interviewed by someone that I saw born into this world. Now he has matured into a fine young man, and I pray Allah continues to bless you and your sister in all that you do. Yes, sir, absolutely. Can you frame our conversation today, uh, Brother John Muhammad, on what we will be covering and what we will be discussing on this episode? I will in a minute. I just want to add to that bio that our beloved minister here is the host of his own radio show, on, uh, entitled Connect the Dots on KPFT 90.9 FM. So go out and support uh, Connect the Dots. 90.1. Uh, 90.1, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. 90.1 FM. KPFT. KPFT. Um, this show, we want to discuss politics and economics. The Business Building Blocks show is primarily an economic show, economic development in the black community. That's our focus. But on this show, and right on the um, the eve of this midterm election, we want to discuss politics, politics and economics. So, and it, and I think this has been a, a rift in the black community for for some times. Those of us that are uh, for voting, you know, we fought and bled and died to have the right to vote. And some people, like uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson or the Reverend Al Sharpton. They may say, vote or die, you know. That's your only option. And uh, there's other scholars out there, for instance, uh, Umar Johnson, uh, the Dr. Claude Anderson, that says voting is not getting us anywhere. So there's a, there's a divide, and even in, 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 uh, in the Muslim community, or uh, the black power movement, some of the uh, black nationalists, or uh, even some Muslims say, well, uh, we don't need to vote. So, from your perspective, you know, what is politics and economics when they meet in the, in the, in the proper way? Okay, well, let me begin with a quote from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. 
who said that politics without economics is symbol without substance. And that simply says to us is that you can vote all day long, but you have to understand and have an agenda. Because actually voting or the political system that's been set up by uh, the framers of the Constitution, those who signed the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776, and those uh, 39 men who signed the United States Constitution on September 17th, 1787, they set up a situation where they were trying to protect property, private property. They came out of a system where you had a king, and uh, despite the Magna Carta, uh, where a man's house should be home, should be his castle. King George III violated that by make, making troops stay in their homes, being able to search their homes without a, a proper court order, et cetera, and so forth. You can find this indictment, it reads like an indictment in the Declaration of Independence. And so they had difficulty ratifying the Constitution among the 13 colonies because it lacked what they considered to be a Bill of Rights. So the first, actually 12 amendments, only 10 passed, that's you're known as your Bill of Rights, you'll see in it is freedom of speech, freedom from religion, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, freedom to, to assemble, to uh, petition your government for redress of grievances. You have to have a trial by jury. Uh, you uh, have to uh, get a warrant. You know, if you're going to search my house, I have the right to remain silent against my self-incrimination, all of these things. But fundamentally, what these 39 white property-owning males did was set up a situation where they could, in fact, protect their property. And so if we don't understand that politics without economics is symbol without substance, meaning we vote, but the same people get richer right. and we get poorer, it goes back literally to the turn of last century where the Niagara Movement, which became the NAACP, headed by W.B. Du Bois and Monroe Trotter, they were convinced uh, by uh, Joseph Spingard, who turned out to be a government agent. But they were convinced to be involved in what is called non-economic liberalism. That's right to fight for the civil and political uh, rights, but to leave that economics alone. So you fought, found at the turn of last century, the NAACP actually leading the thrust against Booker T. Washington and the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey. And in the latter part of the 20th century, you found them on the other side of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, and of course the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It is because of this system that we're in, whether you call it capitalist, free enterprise system, or whatever it is, it is what it is. And we have to understand it in order to navigate it. You have to understand that politics was set up to protect their economics. Okay. But if you don't have any economics to protect, then what are you voting for? And remember now, we were freed from slavery by the 13th Amendment. The 14th Amendment was supposed to give us citizenship rights and equal protection under the law. The 15th Amendment gave us the right to vote. <laughs> right. And each one of those 
amendments. As Kanye West said, the 13th Amendment had a trap door in it. <laughs> Involuntary right. servitude and slavery was abolished, except when you're duly convicted of a crime, trap door. The 14th Amendment wound up being uh, interpreted um, that corporations were persons right. deserving equal rights. And the 15th Amendment, we're the only people in this country that have to have a Civil Rights Act to protect our 14th Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. And a Voting Rights Act to protect our 15th Amendment rights. It is is absolutely ludicrous. So, go back to the non-economic liberalism. Yes, vote. But what are you voting for? Where is our unapologetically black agenda? Where is our program? One thing you can say about the Muslims, the Muslims have a program. What the Muslims want, what the Muslims believe. We're pretty clear and we're public about what we want. And it can be... No wealth building for us without land. Had we got our 40 acres and a mule, um, maybe attracted today, 40 acres and a mule, and there were 5 million of us that were enslaved, because we didn't come, they didn't go to Africa and get slaves, they went over there and got people, mm-hmm. and they turned us into slaves. But that 5 million people, given 40 acres, we would have 200 million acres of land, we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. Mm. True. I, w- I wanted to follow up on some of the things you're saying. You said so much right there. Uh, Kanye West, you know, recently he visited uh, President Trump in the Oval Office. And the, the media, uh, uh, you know, they said that uh, Kanye West was bipolar, that he that he had a meltdown, that he was just uh, 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 talking gibberish. But actually, uh, I-, I was guilty of this. Judging the man by the press, you know, judging him, judging our brother by the by enemies' opinion of him, uh, interpretation of him. But when I went back and listened to Kanye West myself in in an entire uh, uh, press conference, so to speak, uh, Kanye West really came with an agenda. He had initiatives that he was listing out to President Trump. And uh, some of the things that I remember was uh, like prison reform. Um, you know, under Bill Clinton, he was a Democrat. Uh, he the one passed that uh, three strikes in you uh, in uh, for life legislation, that, that mass incarceration legislation that came under the Democrats. Uh, also, uh, Kanye West talked about bringing jobs and industry back to the inner cities. You know, uh, a lot of the family, the family issue with a black man is not present in the home and our families are divided. Um, another thing Kanye West talked about is his and, and his contribution to Adidas. And and I really started paying attention when he talked about how much value he brought to the Adidas brand. And he raised the stock of that corporation. And then he said this about brands. He said, people without land was settled for brands. And then he went on with the rest of what he was talking about. And then I started to appreciate the wisdom of Kanye West because he brought he brought uh, land into the question. And he didn't go into detail on it. So at this time, I think we will. Uh, because, you know, I've heard you and others mention the black agenda. and uh, But I haven't heard us advocate items on the agenda or sample of what that agenda would look like. And um, I, I would imagine um, 
land would be one of those agenda items. But could you give us um, some agenda items, some sample agenda items or proposals that'll be good on a black agenda? Well, since we're talking about, I'll stay within the realm of politics and economics. There is no freedom or independence without land. We are people who don't feed, clothe, or shelter ourselves. From land, you get your food. Look at our community. There are hardly any real sit-down restaurants in our community. A lot of fast foods. That's right. Processed foods. And if we look at the rate of cancer and diabetes and circulatory problems that we have, high blood pressure, heart attack, coronary problems, come from this processed food that we're eating. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, in that illuminating book that you have there, right. uh, How to Eat to Live, told us how to eat to live. We knew by his teacher, Master Fahd Muhammad, what we were facing in this day and time. So he said we were digging a grave with our teeth. But if we don't get our mouths out of other people's kitchens, brother, we'll die. And we are dying. That's one. Clothing. You can raise cattle. You can raise sheep. You can raise cotton. And the things you need to clothe yourself. Shelter, timberland, so that you can build houses, make bricks, clay, etc., and so forth. These, this is the basis of freedom. Now, Kanye West, I, I'll go back to the point that Kanye West made about the deindustrialization of America. Mm-hmm. During the turbulent 60s, the factories moved out of the inner cities to the suburbs. Then they went from the suburbs in what are called the Rust Belt to the South because of the lax labor and environmental laws. Then they eventually were moved out of the country for cheaper labor. So we were left now in a service economy where people have to work two and three jobs, making minimum wage, and can't afford health care or rent. For their families. There was a time where you and I could work, even with a GED, a used tool, put in some overtime. We could have a little house in Sunnyside, Third Ward, South Park, on the North Side, Fifth Ward. We could have a little house, motorcycle, maybe a truck, barbecue pit, watch the football game. We'd have enough money to put our child through TSU, U of H, wherever they may go to school. Mm-hmm. Can't do it today. You you're gonna be you're gonna get out of school with fifty, sixty thousand dollars worth of debt. So I go back to fundamental, fundamental land. Booker T. Washington talked about us having trades. We don't do carpentry anymore. We don't do masonry anymore. We don't do uh uh sheet drywalling anymore. We don't do the things that men did. The turn of last century, before the turn of last century, if you found a Caucasian with a hammer in his hand, he would draw a crowd. Because when we were so-called emancipated, we controlled all of the trades. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad was never very fond of labor unions. Mm -hmm. Because when you look in the history of the labor unions, when you talk to uh, Samuel Gompers and all of those who found the AFL and the CIO, when you look at those people, they actually wanted to make jobs for the European immigrants 
And his words were he he didn't ever want to see an N I G G E R with a hammer in his hand. And so they blocked us from all the things that we used to control. Because we built the mansions in the South. Okay. We built the capitals. We built the United States Capitol. And when and when That's Michelle right. Obama said that, I'm so happy that my children are growing up in a house right. built by slaves. Oh, the, the internets, as George Bush called it, went crazy. Because they didn't realize that it was black labor that did what was necessary to build a capital, to build the White House, and to build these mansions and capitals around the South. It was us and our labor. So stick with land. Start with that. And if you look at land ownership at the turn of last century and you look at it now, brother, we're, we're losing almost 1,000 acres a day in land. And, and I want to follow up. Later, we're going to talk about the economic blueprint that the Minister Farrakhan, Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, um, initiated and what the Nation of Islam is doing around the question of land. But I wanted to talk about what, what you just talked about. Is that the responsibility of the government? Because when, when Kanye West was mentioning that, I was thinking that the corporations are private corporations. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got the private sector and you got public, public meaning government. Um, is it something that the government is responsible for doing in terms of job creation? And I know that most population Politicians are always talking about creating jobs. But the government is not hiring everybody in the, in the society, and I don't think they could possibly hire all our people. So is it the responsibility of whites and others, or is it our responsibility as a, as a community or a nation of, of people to create the job creation? It's our responsibility. The government should be the arbiter of making sure that the rules apply to everybody. That, that really is the role of government. And if you follow certain schools of economics, the government has, should have nothing to do with anything other than police and military, okay. period. <laughs> That's the Milton Freeman school of, of economics. Others uh, see a role of government in terms of education and road building and et cetera and so forth. But let's take it to the extreme. It should be the arbiter and make sure that you don't steal my property, whether by the pen or by the gun. That should be government's role. We have been denied. See, when we talk about our people died for the right to vote, no, our people not only died for the right to vote, our people died for daring to open up a business against white people's will. That's right. They died for walking on the wrong side of the sidewalk. They, 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 they died for being accused of whistling at white women. Or looking at their underwear on a on a clothesline, brother. We died for a lot of different things. So if we died for daring to open up a business or compete with white people or to question white people's a business ethics, then why don't we just put the same effort in? You know something? Instead of like a, a Rick Ross said, let's buy the block. Why, why don't we? Why don't we get up and buy the block? Instead of leaving the hood, why don't we buy the hood? Everybody else is. That's then right. we sit around and complain about gentrification. Well, we got people of wealth, and even among ourselves, our reckless, profligate spending is our own downfall. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a mistake that we make in economics. We talk about 
black people spending power. $1.6 trillion we get out of this economy. That's consumerism. That's, That's spending. Right. We make about $900 billion. So there's a gap. And what is that gap? That gap is that extra point or two that you and I pay for a car loan because our credit, we got credit, we don't have credit. Our credit is not as good as others. It is the discrimination. It is the title company loans, loan companies we have. It's the pawn shops. It's the lack of banking we have in, in our communities. It's the title loan companies. It's all of those things where they're payday loans, where they're charging us literally 100,000% interest. Mm -hmm. So that's how we finance that gap. It may not be as big as I just stated, but I'm trying to give you an idea. We earn 900, say 900, or say a trillion dollars, but we spend 1.6. Okay, debt is slavery. That's right. So, if we would then cut back on our spending, as the most honorable Elijah Muhammad told us, all right, we spend about $3 billion on tobacco, $3 billion on alcoholic beverage, $3 billion on non-alcoholic beverage, three, we spend billions of dollars on pets. So, if you, if you look at that, we're spending billions of dollars on our pets, billions of dollars on liquor. So we've given up our 40 acres and a mule for a 40 ounce and a pit bull. Right. So we have to get to the point where we, we have to sacrifice. Something has to be sacrificed for our future. America's for sale. And everybody around the world is buying it up but us. Right. And if you go and you look on the tax assessor uh, collector's website and you look at addresses even what you consider to be the black community you'll find that we got like rates of maybe we're 50% we're renters and 50% maybe owners those 50% renters are, are owned by people whose names don't sound like us you know we're Jones, Culpepper, McGillicuddy O'Houlihan, you know Underwood Overstreet, Mr. Black, Mr. White Mr. Green, them names don't show up like that, them names is Park and Patel Right. And Ali, and, and and you know that ain't us. That's right. So people are buying up America where we could buy up America. Again, I'm sticking just, that's the land. That's just the land. I want to I wanna, um, take this opportunity to do some sponsors. And um, one of our platinum sponsors is Nation Products. Nation Products are literacy advocates. And you can go to the website at nationproducts.com. And you can get that book we just talked about earlier, How to Eat to Live by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and how we can use that land and growing our own foods that's not contaminated with pesticides or genetically modified seeds and and food that, that they have uh, engineered. Uh, and uh, read more about How to Eat to Live to Prolong Your Life. That's nationproducts.com. Also, we have um, other titles on the uh, Nation Products website. You can get Growing Up Joseph. Growing Up Joseph by Nadira Muhammad. Growing Up Joseph. We have to teach our own children ch education. And we're going to talk about it when we come back from sponsorship uh, education. But uh, we have this book, A Case for Separation by Warren F. Muhammad. We had him on. Uh, on this show, in that very spot, uh, talking about separation. And he authored a book, um, A Case for Separation. And you can acquire that at nationproducts.com.
Um, another um, business I would like to talk about uh, is a realtor for Remax, uh, DGE Properties, uh, Real Estate Solutions, Damon Elmore. You can reach him at this number, 281-533-8884. 281-533-8884. That's uh, DGE Properties. Real Estate Solutions, and uh, let him uh, find your property. Um, there's a lot of uh, property uh, for sale in Houston. Houston is a, a has a booming housing market, and gentrification. We talked about that. Others are coming in from the uh, suburbs, and they re-entering the city, redeveloping uh, the hood. They buying up the hood. They building uh, uh, townhouses, uh, apartment buildings, condominiums. And we seem to be on the sideline watching. We need to get involved in real estate. You know, that's part of the land and housing question. Uh, we have to uh, become the owner and not just the renter. But uh, go call him up. Uh, that's Damon Elmore. Um, I'd like to also talk about the Final Call newspaper. Um uh, this president talks about fake news and, and propaganda. Uh, and we talk about a Jewish control of the media, a corporate control of the media. Well, we have black media, the Final Call newspaper. Number one black newspaper in the country, I see in the world. It's published by Minister Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. And uh, it covers news throughout the country from our perspective and as an international section. So you'll definitely get uh, the fact, factual info news from Final Call. It's finalcall.com online. It's finalcall.com. You can get a digital subscription at digitalfinalcall.com. And um, the economic blueprint is the fund. Uh, as a public service announcement, we announce this on the business building blocks podcast because we believe in solutions. Go to www.economicblueprint.org. That's economicblueprint.org. And that way you can help with the fund establish the acquire farmland for our people. Now we'd like to go back to the discussion. Uh, some of the other agenda topics, you know, that's, that's very popular among our people. One is education. Two is health care. And, and I know you, you know the history how education system was established after slavery to educate us. And, and, and here's this question again about the government responsibility to educate our children because a lot of the, the schools are failing us, uh, public schools. They may even shut down the public schools and then they have the charter school system, you have the private schools, you have... Uh, uh, what church schools? Um, what is our position in, in terms of the black agenda? Because one thing I did respect about the Reverend Al Sharpton, he said that even if you are uh, thinking about economics alone and you wanted to go into business, government regulates businesses. Sure, government regulations. You have to register your business in order to participate in in the marketplace. Your business must be legal, legitimate, must be registered. Um, you may have to 
um, have a sales tax. So they they're gonna tax you, and you know if you don't pay your taxes, you may suffer with imprisonment. And then of course regulations. There's a whole lot of maybe permits and other things that you have to acquire. So we have elected officials, uh, maybe black or not black. Whereas our agenda, I don't think our agenda is based on whether the candidate is black or white. You know, it's, right. it's still our agenda. So in terms of a agenda item, um, what about education? Education, of course. Of course. But look at uh, what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad did, you know. What was he arrested for in 1934? He was arrested for taking his children out of the public school and establishing the University of Islam, the Muhammad University of Islam school system. So school choice for black people began <laughs> with the most honorable Elijah Muhammad educating our own children. So, but the bulk of our children are in the public school system, so we can't just abandon it. But what has happened is the society has abandoned it. And see... Unfortunately, oftentimes what we do, we're like petulant children. You know, we want our way. We're going to yell and scream. We're going to picket. We're going to hold a press conference. We're going to boycott. We're going to all of that. But the bottom line is, is that you know, we have to get into the school system. And even if our children learn reading, writing, and arithmetic, there's certain things that they said they would never teach us. And in the debate, over funding HBCUs to government officials, to, to senators were debating and said, well, I don't know why we're funding any school. And there are three things we're not going to teach the Negroes. One is uh, military science. Not going to teach them that. Mm-hmm. Not going to teach them the science of business. And we're not going to teach them the science of chemistry or mating. Not going to teach them that. Not going to teach you business because if I teach you business, then you'd understand that the business of America is business. That's the bottom line. The Constitution is like a corporate charter. That's what it is. Second, if you build the business, you better know how to protect it. So I'm not going to teach you military science. You might know how to protect it. And then you eventually and I eventually, we're going to get old, brother. We're going to go back to the earth, return to Allah, and we're going to leave it to our children. But if we don't know how to pick the right mate, so that we can have offspring that go further than us. I don't want my sons to be like me. I want them to be better than me. You don't want your son and daughter to be like you and Nadine. You want to be better, them to be better and go farther. That's right. Right? Yes, sir. So if we know how to pick the right mate, then all that we work for, our business, all that we fought for, our military, will be then projected into the future. And when you read the preamble of the Constitution, it talks about for us and our posterity, those who, go, who are coming after us. That's what they established the Constitution for, them that came after them. So again, education is very important. But what kind of education? Do we want an education that makes us come out and want to get a job? Right. Or do we want an education that makes us create jobs? Do something for ourselves and not add, as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, to the storehouse of our former slave master and their children. So we have to begin to teach entrepreneurship. And I contend, (coughs) excuse me, in this 21st century, the educational challenge is a 21st century paradigm, Mr. Farrakhan said, educational paradigm. 
So we have to teach our our children, first of all, God-centered education. Meaning you can study his creation, physics, chemistry, biology, but you got to give credit to the creator of it all in order to unlock the keys of it. That's first. And then in that is not so much religion, but ethics, righteousness, justice, fairness, morality must be a part of it. We can't be like these cannibalistic capitalists that are here, brother. We can be involved in free enterprise, man. But why would I sell my brother and sister a lesser quality product at a higher price? That's not right. And God would not bless us if we have a moral base. So our education, but our education also must go back to what Booker T. Washington tried to have us do in the first. We got to get back to the trades, man. We have to build for ourselves. Then we got to be a part of the green economy. Doesn't matter that the energy companies are pushed back. They're pushing back just long enough so they can get in the green economy. Alternative energy, solar, wind, uh, hydro, uh, all of those energy they're getting into. They're just not telling you and I. R&D is the way to go. Do they mean research and development? And then the third one is, is these advanced technologies. We can't get left on the plantation of information, brother. We got to be not knowledgeable of artificial intelligence. We have to know robotics. We have to have coding. We have to know these things, brother, because we know how to work a cell phone, but we don't know how it works. See? And if we continue to do that, we'll be just slaves in the 21st century. We'll be some iPhone, Galaxy phone carrying, Gucci bag wearing, Michael Core bag wearing, 21st century alligator share, shoe wearing, BMW driving slaves. That's all we'll be. So we've got to get ourselves off the plantation of information and get involved with everything from A to Z, from the traditional trades to the green collar economy to, of course, the advanced technologies. And our job is to turn Houston, Texas into the Silicon Bayou. You got Silicon Valley in California. You got Silicon Hills in Austin. We need to turn Houston into the Silicon Bayou. That's right. I have a question for the youth right now. Uh, a lot of people, right now we're around the time of the midterm elections, correct? And a lot of people are, are, are you see the um, influence on social media urging everybody to go vote. You have to vote. Please go vote. They're, they have all the different people that are popular on social media trying to get the youth to vote. But honestly, a lot of people, uh, a lot of the young community do not see a value in voting or in politics in general because you have to realize if we watch... We see the videos of us getting murdered constantly on, on, you know, in the streets and stuff. And then we see no justice. We see, uh, we see politics say one thing. We see politicians say one thing and do another. So in reality, we say, oh yeah, we see it. But I, I know for a fact most young people are not going to vote because you mentioned. Uh, I, I listened to y'all talking about Kanye, and, and one of the things Kanye was talking about was the Democratic Party not doing anything for us, and I've been hearing a lot of people say that. In fact, they, they've current, coined a term recently called Blexit, where black people are exiting the Democratic Party because we are supporting something that is kind of like a brand, which is the Democratic Party, that has never really returned the favor of our support, and they kind of take us for granted. In fact, I've heard someone by the name of Tariq Nasheed Right? That's his name? Yeah. I think he was saying something about, and I need to look more into this, something called benign neglect, where they where they decided during the um, 
the uh, civil rights era to not promise black people anything in particular so that we cannot rise up and say that they didn't do it. They would say, let's just not promise them anything. So with that being said, what value do, uh, if any, should, um, should young people see in politics? Again, I go back to setting an agenda. The motto of the Congressional Black Caucus is in a book written by a former Representative William Clay of Missouri. And the motto of the Congressional Black Caucus, though they don't act like that today, but their motto was, no permanent enemies, no permanent friends, just permanent interests. And what does that say? A hundred years ago, son, we were all Republicans. You could have Jesus Christ run as a Democrat. Black people wouldn't have voted for him because the Democrats were, in fact, those who were lynching us. This is true history. People don't like to talk about that. We only became Democrats at the time of Franklin Delano Roosevelt because the Republicans at a certain point in time began to abandon us, okay? And so we became Democrats. And then Civil Rights Act being passed, Voters' Rights Act being passed, housing, a Fair Housing Act being passed and those things, we became Democrats. But without an agenda, Without being able to define our permanent interests, we find ourselves a ship without a rudder politically. So what we should do is, again, we come back to that. And we've only hit two points, but, you know, that those are really the things that are, that are burning in me is land, education, economics, of course. Mm. But our politics, we should list 10 things that we agree on. And it doesn't matter whether it is Republican, Democrat, Libertarian Party, Socialist Party, Green Party. We should lay those things on the table and say, this is where we stand. Where do you stand on that, sir or ma'am? And cross our arms and just listen to them. And then dismiss them from the room and then caucus among ourselves and say, did you hear what they said? Guess what? Everybody else has an agenda. Insurance companies have an agenda. Oil company has an agenda. Jewish community has an agenda. Chinese and Asian community has it. Arabs have everybody. Nobody's holding press conferences but us. Right. We're, we're the only ones out there talking, holding press conferences. Well, well we're <laughs> announcing this initiative. Man, look, be quiet. They work quietly, man. And they pool their resources. Have you been out on Beltway 8, Sam Houston Tollway in Bel Air? The street signs change to Asian language. That's right. I didn't hear nobody out there holding no protest, no justice, no peace. I didn't hear that. They just went and did it. We run. They, they pulled their resources and went and did it. It's funny. It's like we run our plays in public. Everybody else going to huddle. Yeah. We like we about to run this play. So it's like, and wonder why you get stopped. Yeah, right? every time. Yeah, we just we just uh, addicted to to cameras and microphones, brother. <laughs> I'm not telling them all my business. Right. This is why they hate Farrakhan, though. That's right. It's not because we're anti-Semitic. We're not anti-Semitic. It really is a theological argument. I know this is a business show. It's a theological argument. Our statement is simply this, that we, if you lay scripture out and you say, who fulfills it? Who has been in bondage for 400 plus years? It's us. So we're saying, if that's us, then who are they? Who are claiming to be the chosen people of God? That's the real argument. It's not anti-Semitism. All of this is 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 to is to make you stay away from the message of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad coming through Minister Farrakhan. Because if we ever pulled that one trillion dollars worth of wealth we have and directed it towards ourselves and kept it within the black community, 
then how many other people would be starving? Our community is a colony. Nail shop, Vietnamese. We buy, you buy, we fry, Vietnamese. Beauty supply, Korean. Hot sheep motel where you go see your little dime piece, <laughs> it's the Indians. Now, come on, I'm, I'm just being, the Pakistani, right. some of Muslims right. own these corner convenience store gas stations. Right. That wealth goes out. Why, do, why are our young children out there on the corner of major highways and major thoroughfares with a football helmet begging for that when these stores are in all of our communities and they could easily be the sunny, the, the sunny uh, food store giants? Huh? It could be the the uh, um, we buy you fry uh, uh, Brentwood fish uh, 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 ravens. Why 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 isn't that why why is that money going out of our community? And even my Muslim brothers and sisters, they're not interested in building no masjids inside of the hood. They build these beautiful masjids out in Sugarland and Pearland and the Woodlands and all these places. They extract wealth out of our community and they don't never put anything in. That is a colony and not a community. Mm. Brother Minister, I wanted, we, we got a few minutes left. I'm sorry, show, brother. And I wanted to uh, go to the solutions. Yes. Um, now we're talking uh, politics and economics. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I remember hearing Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan suggest is that we set up a justice party, alternative third party sure. to the Democratic and the Republican Party. Um, another agenda item that that was on my mind was was health care, and they always called it Obamacare, but it's the Affordable Health Act. Oh, Affordable uh, Care Act. Mm -hmm. yeah, Affordable ACA. Care Act. Mm -hmm. And then there are, if we look at it economically, there are stakeholders that we have never uh, realized that benefit from that that uh, legislation or that law. And they are not Obama. They're not black people. I mean, for instance, the insurance industry or uh, the pharmaceutical industry. Yes. Or those who are in the medical profession. Yes. And those who uh, supply the medical uh, uh, profession, yes. maybe testing or uh, yes. instrumentation. Uh, those are economic uh, interests in those legislation, and maybe they were the ones really lobbying for this this uh, Affordable Hair, uh, Care were. Act and getting all the benefits. And maybe maybe we the patient laying on the table, <laughs> but Bro <laughs> brother, it was that. Listen, it was that way. It was that way with wealth welfare. Okay, even though numerically more white people get welfare and food stamps than we do, we do by percentage-wise, percentage-wise, we get more. We're disproportionately represented in that, proportion-wise. But they get, numerically, they get it. So you think about the Job Corps program. I'm going to take some inner-city youth, I'm going to send them to a camp. Well, who built that camp? They're going to have khaki uniforms and maybe combat boots and whatnot. It's kind of militaristic, a little mil paramilitary in it. Who provided the uniforms? Who provides the food? Who provides the pencils and the papers? Go to the welfare system to create this welfare system. Who built the buildings for health and human services? 
who, who provided the Xerox machines, the typewriters, the paper, the pens? Right. <laughs> Come on, man. There are people who became billionaires from government contract, and then they turn it back around and say, well, see, you're living off the government. You need to pull yourself up by your own bootstrap. Okay. Hell, we ain't got no boots. We don't have no straps to pull ourselves up by because they always play us like that. Look, brother, I go back. Here's a solution. Solution, I go back politically. Solution is to set an unapologetically black agenda. Okay. Create either a political action committee or our own political party. Hold people accountable according to that agenda. There got to be 10 things we draw in the sand that are non-negotiable. When it comes to the Jewish community, Israel, support of Israel is non-negotiable. That's right. Yeah, you can forget about it, okay? So there are things in each one of those uh, uh, per, those interests that are non-negotiable. So that's that. The other thing when it comes to education is whether our children go to public school or private school, and I believe this should be God said, but I believe we should do. Jewish children go to public school. Asian children go to public school. Indian children go to public school. But what they do is they come home and on Saturdays and Sundays or whatever, they are taught their own culture. We have to teach our children. That we have to deprogram them because in truth, history uh, taught in school, whether it's Texas history or U.S. history or world history, it really is white people's highlight film. That's what it is. Man. It's like watching ESPN of history. You know, it's like, dun, 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 dun. it's like, you know, that's what it is. So we have to deprogram our children and teach them their own history and knowledge of self. They have to have knowledge of self because knowledge of self is akin to the knowledge of God. All right. That's education. Healthcare. Diet. Diet is the majority of your problem and your brain or 98% of our, our, our physical problems are psychosomatic. Stress kills more Negroes than gunshot wounds and AIDS. Now, what if we could get the stress up off of us by doing the things I'm saying? Doing for self, eating right properly, getting proper exercise, getting proper rest, and getting this stress up off us, okay? okay. So, I go back, that, 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 those are some of the things that, that are, are solution-oriented. But what I just talked about seems like pie in the sky to everybody because we don't want to give up our individual ways. Right. I don't, no, ain't nobody going to tell me I can't buy a new pair of $200 Nikes every, every, uh, every time the new ones come out, whether it be the new Jordans or, you know, so-and-so or this one or that one. Or Come on, man. Listen, brother and sister, I traveled over to China. Those shoes only cost $10 to make. <laughs> You're paying 200 Who said they, they're worth that much? I'm making a little noise. <laughs> okay. Who, who, who said they're worth that much? I've been to the factory that produced those handbags. See? They will produce quality handbags on like the third or fourth floor of the factory. And if you're ordering 10000 or more, they'll serve you tea, wine, all that kind of thing, and they'll put your label on it. See? See. There are knockoffs, there are knocks, and then there's the real deal. See? Bruh, if we understood the manufacturing plants over there and how that thing is done, and how China is captured that, Vietnam, India, all of these other countries, man, with cheap labor... Doing the factory, but we would understand, man, we're, we're a consumer nation. Walmart is a distribution center for Chinese-made goods. That's all it is. 
market. So the question is, what are we going to make for ourselves? What part of the market are we going to capture? And how can we circulate those dollars in our community when they don't leave our community in six hours or less? Okay. Uh, thank you, Brother Minister, for, for that uh, answer to that questions. And uh, we wanted to talk about, uh, we, we were about to close out, but we wanted to talk about uh, reparations and separation. Mm -hmm. But I want to just say the Nation of Islam, what does the Nation of Islam offer on a national level? And then could you tell us about what's happening locally at Mosque 45? And then, then we can close it out. Of course, on a national level, brother, you know, we teach, we teach the truth. We have to have the knowledge of self, the knowledge of God, the knowledge of others, the time and what must be done. We've been doing this for 80 plus years. We fix human beings' minds. We take the trash that this country throws away and we turn it into treasure. That's what we do. We're in the people business. Okay. The other things are necessary to do. So when we talk about reparations, we want land. We want some of the earth we can call our own. And if you won't give it to us, they, they won't give us freedom, justice, and equality. It's not in their nature. We have to give it to ourselves. So that's the reparations land. And we have to have buildings and things so we can do for ourselves and educate our people and teach the religion of Islam, not the way you think over in the East, but the, the religion of Islam, which covers 360 degrees of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and all aspects of human life. We have to be, do it without hindrance. This is what they're trying to do. This propaganda is right off of Joseph, Paul Joseph Goebbels, the Nazi propagandist playbook. They tell a lie, Mr. Farrakhan, they keep telling it over and over again till the people believe it. Got black people repeating this. Stuff. Intelligent people on Twitter. Well, he is anti-Semite. Who said? Name me one Jew that we have hurt. We've been, we've been battling back and forth with them since 1984. They started the fight. They just found some black people that won't lay down. So now they're going, I'm going to get everybody else on you. The LBGT, see, they miss, they, they misogynist too. They hate women. They they hate the gays. Uh, they're anti-Christian. See, all y'all come on, help us, because we got in a fight with them, and we're getting our butts kicked. Okay. So at Mars 45, bring it down here locally. We have our building fund drive, where we're going to dedicate our mosque on the Old Spanish Trail, 4443 Old Spanish Trail. We're going to have a dedication ceremony in July. Uh, we'll be there 20 years, but we really haven't dedicated the property. So we're going to do a dedication ceremony dedicated to those who have passed away and no longer with us that you and I came in the nation with, right. Brother John. Uh, dedicated to the elders and pioneers who are among us today and dedicated to our youth like your son and, uh, and daughter and others. Because we're, one day we're going to pass from this earth and we've got to pass it on to them. So we're doing that right now. So you can go to NOIHouston.com, uh, uh, .org, excuse me, NOIHouston.org, and you can make a contribution to the Building Fund Drive. We also have uh, the Muhammad University of Islam. Uh, we'll be expanding uh, for next semester. We'll be taking up to another 20 students. We're teaching robotics, coding, and all of those things I talked about. Right. So check us out. Go to MUI online, uh, Houston, I think, .org. But you, you can get to us there. Uh, and, and of course, uh, we're still helping the Hurricane Harvey victims. Still to this day, man, people is still in bad shape. And we're still helping them through our Community Development Corporation, Action Community Development Corporation. That's what we're doing. So we're doing renovations in our mosque sanctuary and all of that because it was damaged during Hurricane Harvey. Not that it flooded from the bottom up, but from the roof down. I mean, we're talking 51 
uh, inches of rain, 20 trillion gallons of water over three and a half days, man. You know, if you had a, a small leak in your roof, it became a big leak. And uh, so, you know, it's unfortunately, you pay insurance and they, their job is to collect premiums but not to pay claims. So we have to do it ourselves and that's what we're going to do. So we, we, we're working, brother, and we will stay on the streets. We're trying to get in between the gangs and the guns and also want to invite people out to a justice or else local organized committee it's at Shape Community Center every Thursday at 7 p.m. at 3815 Live Oak. And we like you again. You come come again, brother, and be a part of our uh, Houston <clears throat> uh, Trade, Commerce, and Entrepreneurship yes, uh, Series, LLC. We want you to be a part of it and invite other business people to come and be a part of that and the other LLCs that we've set up because we believe we have to get organized to get free. Yes, we outnumber... Caucasian people on this planet, 11 to 1. Darker people, I'll number them 11 to 1. How come they still running us? Is only because they're better organized than us. They don't outnumber us. They just out-organize us. It's time to get organized to get free. Thank you, brother, thank, so thank much you, brother for having me. Thank you for coming on the Business Building Blocks and adding value to our podcast. Praise is due to We him. really appreciate that. Uh, we can close out now. You want to uh, send them to, if they want to support the podcast? Yeah. Uh, we would like for you to support the sponsor our show to defray some costs. You can do it with the Cash App now. Uh, you can uh, sponsor a business building block at BBB Podcast. Cash App was at BBB Podcast. It's three B's podcast. And uh, then we can bring you more episodes and we can uh, enhance the show. And I definitely don't want to close out without mentioning YZ's music. Oh, yeah, if y'all would like to support my music, uh, I'm doing some... Uh some things right now on Instagram so you can follow me on Instagram at W-A-Z-E-E-R underscore y'all tune in uh, I have some some weekly installments that I'm doing uh, you can also listen to my music on any streaming platform that you currently listen to music on and as for the podcast if you have an iPhone and this is for the people that are watching live on Facebook right now this episode will be coming out just the audio on the podcast app. You are, If you have an iPhone, you already have the app on your phone. It's the purple app with the microphone on it. Subscribe to the podcast. That's where we release all of our uh, episodes. If you don't have an iPhone, go on SoundCloud and listen to the podcast there. Just search Business Building Blocks Podcast. And this video will be coming out on our YouTube channel, Business Building Blocks Podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. If you ain't got us on Facebook yet and you're listening, get us on Facebook, Twitter, and we're going to keep this thing rolling. This was an amazing episode. Right? <laughs> keep sharing it. Keep, keep sharing. it sharing. Thank you, Brother Minister, for coming on again. Thank you Thank so you. much. And if you go listen to my album, he's doing the interludes. Amazing. That's uh, right. Classic. Not he's, on, he's on the album of Full Time Fever. Full Time Fever really brought it together. It's really an audio film, but we ain't going to tell him what it is just yet. <laughs> okay. uh, shout out to Joseph Vons, who is doing the film work right now. If you are watching this and you want your video to look like this in 4K, as good as it can get right now, Hit him up on social media, Joseph Vons. He is also an artist, and he also has a radio show. Thank y'all so much. This is the Business Building Blocks podcast. You have the blocks. Go to building. Now get to building. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs> See you next week. Take care.